section three of richmond national battlefield park virginia by joseph p cullen this librivox recording is in the public domain part one the peninsula campaign summer eighteen sixty two section three battle of savage station mcclellan was now engaged in the most difficult move an army can be called upon to make in the face of an aggressive enemy a flanking movement to effect a change of base there was no thought given to any offensive movement president lincoln telegraphed save your army at all events this was now mcclellan's only objective that mcclellan had not tried to fall back on white house surprised lee as he had believed he was facing the main part of the federal army at gaines mill the next day june twenty eighth he spent burying the dead reorganizing for another offensive movement and attempting to divine mcclellan's plans lee reported to jefferson davis that the bridges over the chickahominy in rear of the enemy were destroyed and their reconstruction impractical in the presence of his whole army and powerful batteries we were therefore compelled to wait until his purpose should be developed by nightfall however he realized that mcclellan was headed for the james river and made his plans accordingly early next morning june twenty nine longstreet and a p hill were to cross the chickahominy at newbridge and take the darbytown road to where it met the longbridge road uger and magruder already on the south side of the river in front of richmond were ordered in pursuit of the federal forces uger by charles city road and magruder by the williamsburg road in the meantime jackson would cross grapevine bridge and sweep down the south side of the river to get in mcclellan's rear again lee's strategy was brilliant the charles city road met the longbridge road at a place called glendale or fraser's farm lee planned to have all his divisions converge there at about the time the middle of mcclellan's long column should be passing the impact of the expected blow would undoubtedly split the union army and with jackson's corps in the rear of one half the other half could be cut off and annihilated once again however the staff work and tactics were pitiful mcclellan's rearguard was posted about savage station on the richmond and york river railroad facing west richardson's division of sumner's corps was in an open field north of the railroad tracks and back of the station sedgwick's division held the center in another open field south of the tracks with its left resting on the williamsburg road general william f baldy smith's division of franklin's corps took position in the woods south of the williamsburg road magruder reached the vicinity of savage station about noon june twenty nine but did not attack as he realized his four brigades were badly outnumbered he halted and waited for jackson who was supposed to turn the federal right flank along the chickahominy and get in their rear but jackson was delayed by the necessity of reconstructing grapevine bridge magruder then mistakenly reported mcclellan advancing and sent for two brigades from huger to support him lee cancelled the order when he realized that what magruder had hit was only the rear guard covering the federal army's passage across white oak swamp what lee did not realize however was that jackson was not in position and would not reach savage station until three the following morning finally about five that afternoon magruder attacked with his four brigades and two regiments but it was too late with too little 
the federals withdrew hastily but safely in their haste they were forced to leave two thousand five hundred sick and wounded men in the field hospital at savage station and to abandon or destroy a vast amount of supplies and equipment glendale fraser's farm lee now ordered magruder to follow longstreet and a p hill down the darbytown road the next day june thirty longstreet and hill came upon the union troops of mccall and kearney across the long bridge road about a mile west of the charles city road intersection at glendale hooker held the left or south flank with slocum on the right guarding the charles city road approach sedgwick was in the rear in reserve longstreet and hill halted and waited for huger coming down the charles city road and jackson supposedly coming on the federal rear from the white oak swamp meanwhile general t h holmes who had come from the south side of the james river with part of his division and general henry a wise's brigade had been sent by lee down the river or newmarket road in an attempt to get between mcclellan and the james river mcclellan anticipated the move however and warren of sykes division stopped holmes south of malvern hill lee then ordered magruder on the darbytown road to reinforce him but magruder's forces did not get there in time to help huger was delayed by obstructions mostly felled trees with which the federals had blocked his path instead of going around the obstructions huger continually halted to clear the road thus it resolved itself into a question of whether huger could clear the trees as fast as the union soldiers cut them down in this so-called battle of the axes huger lost and did not get to glendale in time to participate in the engagement about four that afternoon however longstreet heard artillery firing from huger's direction which was supposed to indicate his approach and expecting jackson's appearance momentarily he opened with one of his batteries and thus brought on the battle jackson never did show up being held north of white oak swamp by the artillery of richardson and smith and did not get to glendale until the next day the fight was particularly vicious with many pockets of hand-to-hand -hand combat but without the expected support of huger and jackson longstreet could not break the union lines in time to inflict any serious damage or to interrupt the withdrawal lee stated in his report could the other commands have cooperated in the action the result would have proved most disastrous to the enemy gone was lee's last chance to cut mcclellan's army in two malvern hill mcclellan had already selected another naturally strong position this time on malvern hill for the last stand before reaching the james river on the morning of july one morrell and sykes divisions of porter's corps were drawn up on the crest of the hill west of the quaker road east of the road couch's division of key's corps held the front with kearney and hooker of henselman's corps flanked to the right and rear summer's troops were in the rear in reserve the position was flanked on either side by creeks in deep ravines less than a mile apart and across this narrow front porter placed his batteries with the guns almost hub to hub in front the ground was open sloping down to woods marshes and swamps through which the confederate forces had to form for attack within range of the federal artillery 
lee had jackson on his left facing kearney hooker and couch's right d h hill was in the center opposite couch's left and morrell's right lee then ordered magruder to the right of hill but magruder was delayed by taking the wrong road so instead two brigades of hugers were placed on hill's right longstreet and a p hill their ranks decimated from the actions at gaines mill and glendale were held in reserve the terrain rendered it almost impossible for effective use of confederate artillery and the few batteries that did get into position were quickly cut to pieces by the massed union guns owing to ignorance of the country the dense forests impeding necessary communications and the extreme difficulty of the ground lee reported the whole line was not formed until a late hour in the afternoon the first real assault did not take place until after five and then it was uncoordinated and confused the signal for the attack was to be a yell from one of huger's brigades after the confederate artillery had blasted a hole in the union lines this put the responsibility of where and when to begin the attack on a mere brigade commander the artillery was unable to put concentrated fire in any one spot but huger attacked regardless and was beaten back with heavy losses then d h hill attacked only to suffer the same fate magruder finally sent his troops in a gallant charge across the open fields right up to the cannon's muzzles only to be mowed down like wheat at harvest time late in the battle jackson sent his own division to magruder's and hill's support but in the heavily wooded and swampy ground they got lost and did not arrive in time to help darkness finally put an end to these hopeless attacks as d h hill declared bitterly it was not war it was murder end of campaign during the night mcclellan continued his withdrawal and the next day found the army of the potomac safe at harrison's landing under the protection of the federal gunboats on the james the seven days were over total casualties army of northern virginia twenty thousand six hundred and fourteen army of the potomac fifteen thousand eight hundred and forty nine in his official report of the campaign lee stated under ordinary circumstances the federal army should have been destroyed its escape was due to the want of correct and timely information this fact attributable chiefly to the character of the country enabled general mcclellan skillfully to conceal his retreat and to add much to the obstructions with which nature had beset the way of our pursuing columns but his other objective had been achieved richmond was safe at least for the time being while mcclellan had successfully changed his base of operations from the york to the james river and saved his army in the process he had failed in his first objective of capturing richmond and possibly ending the war the decision to remove the army from the peninsula rather than reinforce it for another attempt on richmond was made in washington over mcclellan's strong objections he wrote to general henry w halleck it is here on the banks of the james that the fate of the union should be decided 
although mcclellan wisely realized the advantages of another assault on richmond on the line of the james it was his own mistaken view of lee's strength that was the major reason for the withdrawal as halleck explained to him you and your officers at one interview estimated the enemy's forces in and around richmond at two hundred thousand men since then you and others report that they have received and are receiving large reinforcements from the south general pope's army covering washington is only about forty thousand your effective force is only about ninety thousand you are thirty miles from richmond and general pope eighty or ninety with the enemy directly between you ready to fall with his superior numbers upon one or the other as he may elect neither can reinforce the other in case of such an attack if general pope's army be diminished to reinforce you washington maryland and pennsylvania would be left uncovered and exposed if your force be reduced to strengthen pope you would be too weak to even hold the position you now occupy should the enemy turn around and attack you in full force in other words the old army of the potomac is split into two parts and i wish to unite them in august the army of the potomac was transported by water back to washington to support pope's campaign in northern virginia mcclellan's failure to capture the confederate capital combined with lee's failure to destroy the union army assured the nation a long bitter war that became one of the great turning points in american history the years between in august eighteen sixty two lee wrote to jefferson davis if we are able to change the theater of the war from the james river to the north of the rappahannock we shall be able to consume provisions and forage now being used in supporting the enemy so lee moved into northern virginia to meet pope's threatened overland campaign against richmond at second manassas bull run the union army was defeated again and withdrew into the fortifications around washington lee took advantage of this opportunity and made his first invasion north into maryland only to be defeated by mcclellan at antietam sharpsburg in september lee then withdrew into virginia and at fredericksburg in december he severely repulsed general ambrose burnside's move on richmond in the spring of eighteen sixty three the union army now under hooker attempted to flank lee's left and rear to cut him off from richmond but it was decisively defeated at chancellorsville and driven back across the rapidan lee then made his second thrust north penetrating into pennsylvania but was beaten back by meade at gettysburg in the summer of eighteen sixty three and once again retired into virginia these gallant armies fought each other across the fields of pennsylvania maryland and virginia before they clashed again in the outskirts of richmond two years later End of section three.